I now get to uh, get to talk to my sister, and uh, nothing could bring me more joy than the chance to connect with my sister, who I talk to almost all the time. She's going to be joined by Pastor Judah Smith, uh, someone who's made such a huge difference in her life, and I dare say someone in whose life she too has made a difference. Maria, we talk all, you talk all the time about all the practices in your home how you can create in your home with your children, with your friends, with your whole community. Your home is like a community center. It's a place people come to unite. So welcome to the call. Tell us your secret and introduce us to Pastor Judah Smith. Well, first of all, I just want to say how proud I am of you, Timmy. I have been watching this and I've cried already several times. Uh, by the bravery that's been exhibited here this evening, the selflessness that's been exhibited here, uh, the breadth of humanity that's been exhibited here. It's made me uh, so proud of all of the people who've assembled onto this show, who've answered this call. It's a call you put out, but it's really so much larger than any one person, right? Sure. I think it's so beautiful. I'm so proud to be a part of it and to watch it. And I think that so many of us, right, millions of us have been asked to stay at home. Uh, Bishop Jake said it's a time out. Other people have called it moments of silence. And uh, for so many people, they find themselves stuck in small spaces. Other people have are more blessed. They've been in bigger spaces. But I've come to learn later in life that really kind of our outside world is a reflection of our interior world. And the home we create is a reflection of us. And so what I have learned maybe later was to set an intention for my home, how I wanted it to feel, how I wanted people to feel when they came in, and how I wanted everybody to know that they were seen when they came in, that they were visible to me, that they were accepted at my table and that I loved them. And uh, Judah has been uh, to my table, to my home, but I think that's really an intention that each and every one of us can set while we're staying home. We can set it for our interior home, which is our most important home, to be at peace, to um, be quiet, to know that we have everything within us that we need, to survive this time. That's a great Emerson quote that uh, everything you have within you is what you need to go forward. And that it's a place to get quiet and that your physical surroundings can reflect your interior Mm. uh, situation. And I think Judah has been very inspirational to me and to my family. Uh, The way he preaches is he brings the Bible to life. He brings the message of the Bible to life in a modern world. He acknowledges the push and pull that we're all feeling in this modern world and yet brings us home to ourselves and to our interior home so that we can go out and make a home for others. So that's why I thought it was so great that he also answered your call. I I mean, all I want to say is... uh, I, I don't know Pastor Judah as well as you do, but I think what the point you've just made, especially about our children, you know, there's so many kids have just given up on the future. They've given up on our generation. Uh, they just don't trust that there's something better awaiting them. They don't believe us when we say there's there's hope and that, and that we care. 
But Pastor Judy, you've found a way to the hearts of young people, especially, and to help us build homes. I just, um, I know there's so many people out there hungry for, for strategies, for real concrete ways to make our homes into places where our children and our br- husbands, wives, brothers, and sisters can feel a sense of possibility and, and trust again. Well, thank you. And thank you so much, uh, Miss Maria and Timothy, um, for having me. Timothy, can I just say, I, like Maria and others, have been so moved watching the content here and watching the beautiful people that are participating. I'm a very emotional person by nature. So if I do cry during this event, uh, that's your fault. And the beautiful, wonderful I'll people. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> incredible. What an opportunity for us to spread love generosity, intentionality, and purpose. Um, And I must say, I have been to Miss Maria's table, which is a real thrill and an honor, as have some of my friends. And we have spent plenty of time talking about the impact, even the intimacy of the dynamic of being welcomed into someone's home and to share a meal. Uh, My tradition, my passion is to follow the love, the care, and the concern that Jesus demonstrated during his life. And he was constantly tabling or practicing sharing a meal, which was one of the most intimate acts in antiquity. He did that with the marginalized. He did that with those who were said to be non-humans. He did it with women and children, which in his landscape, which was unheard of. And so he's a revolutionary that I love and look up to and that I want to continue to practice. And so in our home, we're trying to practice this concept of being a neighbor. What does it mean to be a neighbor, which was paramount in the teachings of Jesus. And it kind of ends up landing on this concept of loving your enemy. And I am so moved today, Timothy, with your words, that that maybe we could be less cantankerous less contentious with our public figures who are doing the best they know how. And I just want to echo that. I think that's so beautiful in a time like this that we can spread Hmm. um, love and respect and honor and dignity each to each each person um, represented in the public office. Having said that, uh, loving your enemy, I think it starts with listening and learning about those who maybe you overlook or those who you dismiss. I'm raising... (laughs) It's a learning curve, uh, but certainly learning how to have meaningful, intentional conversations. And if I've learned anything from Miss Maria and her table, it is watching the intentional conversation. And I must say, I have witnessed each person taking time to share their thoughts while every other person around the table quiets themselves, gives them eye contact, and really engages in what they're sharing and talking. And you know, far be it for me, I'm just the 40-year-old guy from Seattle, but I, I think I think we got an opportunity here to, to re-engage, to learn eye contact, to learn to say, tell me your story, tell me your pain, tell me your what you're facing and what you're going through. And um, we've been doing that over the wall with our neighbor, to be honest, just having those conversations. And so um, in, in that regard, it is a very authentic, challenging, difficult time, but but one nonetheless where we can learn to be a neighbor and love our enemies. So Maria, I, I have like a hundred questions for Pastor Judah, but I, I I think this is your slot, so I should let you go. I know, I was just a guest here. I was a bridge between the two of you, but I think really what Judah is saying, and I think what you're saying here on a larger level, answering the call, right? That I think so many people are never invited. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think we, you know, my kids always say, like, you just met that person one time. Why are you inviting them over for dinner? And I say, well, because so many people aren't invited. And I think that this is a moment where we can all answer the call, where we can all make a call, where maybe we can't invite someone to our table literally because we're social distancing, but we can invite through mediums like this and we can make a connection that when we can get together, we can double down on it. And I think we're in the midst of a loneliness epidemic. We're in the midst of a mental health epidemic, anxiety, depression. And so much of that is cured when we connect with another human being. That's when we feel full. And to me, you and I were raised to, you know, go out and conquer Mount Everest and be, you know, successful out in the world. But what I've learned the hard way is that where you get full is in human one-on-one connection. That's That brings you the peace that you think the best-selling book will give you, that you think the anchoring of the show will bring you. But it's in watching a show like this or watching the movement artist or listening to the nurse or that's when your heart bursts and feels full and you feel connected and you're like, this is the community that I want to be a part of. And thank you for showing me that it's so much bigger than I thought it was, right, Judah? It's just so much bigger than you are led to believe because the media focuses on the anger and the division, and I'm in the media. They won't focus on what you're doing tonight. And so this is what fills people's hearts and lives and makes them calm. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, and I, I feel like we have an opportunity right now to what I like to call stay in the story. And the story of humanity is being played out all around us. And it's not just our story. Our, it's all of our story. And to listen to another man or another woman's story is to add depth and dimension to your story. And when their story becomes your story, you begin to experience true love and true empathy and true compassion, which we know historically has changed the course of whole countries and continents. Uh, it's not that complicated. I truly believe that we have an opportunity again on our hands and our generation to love humanity, to steep ourselves in one another's story and show care and concern. And uh, we, we will become richer and wealthier as a result. I think, Timmy, one of the interesting things that Eckhart Tolle said at the beginning when he was speaking with Oprah is the idea that the other is also you. Yeah. And I think that that is a kind of, if you really let that sink in, that's kind of a mind-blowing thing because people are always talking about the other, the other, that person is other. But if you think of you're also other and to somebody else, you're other. And so that should break down a lot of the barriers that keep us from the other. You know, I think it's... um... You know, Pastor Judah, I just hope that your voice continues to grow and impact and power. No, it will. Uh, <laughs> well, I just feel like, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're trying, Maria, you mentioned the epidemics, you know, because they're, it, we're in one that's killing people. We're in one that's got people sick. We got to pray for recovery. We've got to, we got to give everything we've got for the people on the front lines right now. Mm-hmm. And that's why we were asking people to give to our give directly platform. So families that need money now can get it. And we're asking people to serve now because we're in an emergency, but the emergency will only be solved with the kind of vision that both of you have just shared, which is that actually in the long run and in the short run, we don't solve this unless the other is us. 
You know, unless we can see that community somehow and own the shared responsibility that the person who might get sick uh, is me, you know, is my brother, is my sister. I mean, I think that's the gospel, isn't it, Judah? I hope I'm, I hope I'm doing okay on my theology. <laughs> yeah, we might have to have you as a guest preacher this Sunday. <laughs> no, I think that's so true. And I think, you know, we're approaching Mother's Day, right? We're leading into that. Today is May 1st. This is Mental Health Awareness Month. There are a lot of moments that can cause us to all step back and reflect, you know, how we can all, regardless of gender, mother another person, mother our planet, uh, mother each other. I look at that as kind of the best of being a mother is that you are nurturing, that you are caring, that you see the person in front of you, not the person you want that person to be, but the actual person who is there and you love that person. And that we can each do that for one another and we can do it on a larger scale as well. So beautiful. As our friend and fellow teacher, Richard Rohr, says, the only definition of love is to love people as they are. What else could love be? Thank you both for joining the call. Keep spreading the messages that you're already spreading. You have huge platforms. You're doing so much good. We're so proud that you're on this team now, and we can't can't wait to have you help us uh, make it grow. Thanks, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Judah. Love you guys. Love Love you. you, too.